Welcome to episode 23 of the Lunchroom Shadow Podcast. Now, I hope everybody's doing well. I hope everybody's Valentine's Day went great. But um, did y'all see the NBA All-Star game last night? Well, first of all, I want to start off by saying that, yo, that NBA All-Star game was fire. We got to give some shout out. That NBA All-Star game last night was top notch. Like when it got to the third quarter, especially that fourth quarter, the shit was fire. The shit was on point. The shit was immaculate. The shit was in- intense. We seen Kyle Lowry take two charges, my nigga. We seen the best players in the world arguing with the referees. At one point, I seen the ref almost give a technical foul in the All-Star game. But ah, it was not a great night for everybody. Now, Carmen did a great job with the introductions. Jennifer Hudson, she's saying her ass off like always. All I can give Jennifer Hudson is a hand clap. She's saying her ass off last night. She's saying that shit. She's saying that shit. But Shaka Khan, come here real quick, Shaka Khan. Now, first of all, I'm not going to bash Shaka Khan too much because she is a legend. Shaka Khan is a top-notch diva. Shaka Khan, I remember, you know, growing up as a child and, you know, my mama playing Shaka Khan over the house when she mopped the floor and she zoned out. My grandma telling me about Shaka Khan and, like, you know, the huge impact she had. So I'm not going to knock Shaka Khan too much, but that national anthem. Whoo, Jesus, Lord. Jesus. That's about all you can say is, oh, my God, because I mean, when like at first, like I didn't know who was singing the national anthem because at first they had did like the Canada shit. So as they were singing the Canada national anthem, I was like, I wonder who going to sing the U.S. national anthems. Then Shaka Khan came out. I was like, oh, this shit about to be fire. Then she started. Hold up. Let me pull up the national anthem on YouTube. Hold on. Y'all got to hear this shit. I know by now in the social media world. Most of y'all have heard the national anthem sung by Shaka Khan because they don't let you forget about it. Here it is right here. Here it is. Here it is. These fucking ads, man. The fuck on pay for YouTube premium? This bullshit out of it. Here we go. Now presenting the colors is the Chicago Army Recruiting Battalion Color Guard. Hold up. Let's fast forward. I want to get to when she on the hill. Oh, she on the court. Here we go, Shaka. what it was for me was the unnecessary runs even when she finished the national anthem she said home of the break like she should have left it right there but then she added she said home of the brave brave like she added the extra shit at the end and when she did that the only thing on my mind was oh my god girl is you okay why you sound like that Oh my God, girl, you gotta go to the doctor. Bitch, is you sick? Matter of fact, 
I said I wasn't gonna tear Shaka Khan and whole new ass. Let me let me let me get away from Shaka Khan because I do not. Oh, we now nah, we're not gonna do that again. But look, um, I know it's been a while since the podcast episode dropped. What about eh, maybe two weeks or so? But um, I'm back. You know, in my two week absence, I know we've seen Gail King. She's got she's gotten canceled. Well, that shit ain't gonna work. They tried to cancel Charles Barkley about two days ago. That's not going to work. But look, what we have to do, let me be serious right now. As a community, I'm speaking amongst amongst black people, amongst my people. Like, we have to stop canceling people for everything. Because um, I can honestly see why people like Beyonce, they don't speak too much publicly. Every single year, Beyonce, she has her concerts, which she does. She always does a great job performing. She puts on great shows. But in terms of speaking openly on social media, you know, randomly, it doesn't happen. And I don't blame her because like like a lot of what you say now can be taken out of context to where it's like you can have like you can do so much positive like positive things for the for the black community for 10 12 15 years but if you say one thing online now that people don't like or don't agree with then they try to cancel you and that erases everything you have done to move the culture forward now going to gail king what she said could it have been worded differently to make it sound more respectful yes but i feel as if her lapse in judgment like it doesn't deserve for her to be canceled because we have now reached the point in society where if someone does something wrong instead of telling them look what you did was fucked up so next time you encounter a situation like this I believe you should go about it this way. Like when have we reached when have we reached a point in society to where we no longer tell someone when they are wrong and we automatically jump to cancel them at the first sign of you know something that we don't agree with as a whole. Because it's dangerous. Because, like I said, we have people who have played the big, a big part in our community for so long. But because they said two words or maybe had a bad lapse of judgment for 60 seconds, now they are canceled. Y'all remember when they tried to cancel T.I.? Now, in that situation, what he did, well, in regards to what he said, was it wrong? Yes. T.I. should have never put his daughter in that situation, especially now in this new era where it opened her up for pedophiles. It opened her up to be embarrassed. You know, it's just it's a bad place to put a young woman in where you just, you know, mention her body, especially in a public platform where you are a big name person, because most likely what you said will go viral. And um, everybody does not want that attention. Now, 
when I first heard T.I. say that, of course, I laughed about it. I made some jokes. But then I said, I hope some woman can sit down and tell T.I. that what he did was fucked up and that that should not happen again. Like, I didn't think like I didn't hear what T.I. said and said, oh, this nigga canceled. I don't want to hear from this nigga ever again. And that is why cancel culture is watered down, because it's a lot of nasty motherfuckers out here that we can legit erase from social media, period. But cancel culture gets wasted trying to cancel people who do not deserve to be canceled. Going back to R. Kelly, we seen R. Kelly piss on a fucking child on tape and his career prospered. It grew and it, and it fucking elevated for 20 fucking years after he pissed on a child. Now, so be it. We didn't have cancel culture back then, but it didn't matter. The shit was on tape. The tape was fucking everywhere. Like I said, a couple episodes back, I remember going to down the, the down the fucking block to buy some fucking bed sheets for my mattress. And the fucking African, the African man had a bed sheet. Well, not a bed sheet. He had a towel on the on the ground selling DVDs. Now, those of y'all who live in New York City back then, y'all know like the DVD man, that was the nigga. The DVD man, that was the go-to. He had all the new DVDs. And now don't let you find the good DVD man. Well, like a movie come out Friday and then Saturday he got a great copy this shit is clear. The shit is perfect. You know, because like some some bad DVD niggas, they sell DVDs. But like you see men getting up, walking past the screen, holding popcorn and shit. Now, if you find a good DVD, man, that shit is like HD one day after the movie came out. So I went down the street to buy some sheets. Right. And of course, I stopped at my DVD, man. He, he was always at one six seven in Webster Avenue. I look down. I see R. Kelly. I'm like, what the fuck is this? My first thought was I was about, what, nine or 10 years old. I was like, did R. Kelly come out with a documentary? Why the fuck is R. Kelly just sitting there? So I asked my DVD man, I said, um, how much for that R. Kelly DVD? What is that? And he was acting kind of, you know, because back then we didn't have social media. So it's like, like when things came out, like, like we didn't really know about it until someone told us. But he was acting real suspicious. I'm like, how much for that R. Kelly DVD? He called me to the side. He said, yo, my man, my man, come here. I'm like, my nigga, why are you whispering? How much for the R. Kelly DVD, nigga? My man, my man, come here for a second. Come here. And look, you like nine or ten years old. But um, if I sell you this DVD, do not say you got it from me. I'm like, my, my nigga, what? My nigga, I'm buying a DVD. My nigga, if I sell you this DVD, do not say you got it from me. So I'm like, oh shit. So now, you know, I'm like, I gotta have this DVD. Nigga, you being FBI secretive. I bought the DVD, took it home, popped that shit in. I could not finish that DVD. Now, you know, as like a little child, especially a young boy, you be hyped to see some sex. But I could not finish that shit because it was legit a fucking child on there. 
I remember I walked out my apartment to the to the door and I just snapped it in half and I threw it down the fucking trash compactor because I was like, if my mama find this shit, she gonna fuck me up. So I wasted ten fucking dollars on that bullshit. But we're gonna take a break, man. We're gonna talk about I cause like I really wanna get into um Dwayne Wade's son. Because I like I respected so much the fact that yes, his child is only twelve years old. Yes, he is transitioning eventually to become a woman who will now go by the name of, I believe it's Zaya or Zaya. I'm not sure how he wants it to be pronounced, but to me it's very commendable. And again, like I said, I respect it. Like you can be a straight man and not be homophobic and not hate on gay people because they have a right to exist just like we do. So this is the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast episode 23. I'm going to take a break and we're going to be right back. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. Again, this is episode um, what is it, 20, 23 or some shit. Now, Valentine's Day has just passed. And those of y'all who know me know I love Valentine's Day strictly for the fact that on social media, that's when we get to see all the bullshit. We get to see people who pretend as if they are in the best relationships. We get to see women hold men to these standards that are just godly and shit that is not realistic, but it is based off of social media standards. And I said something last week to the fact that, well, we all know Valentine's Day is mostly for women. Valentine's Day is for women to feel appreciated and for women to get gifts that they can post online and make it seem as if their boyfriend is better than the next woman's boyfriend. When in reality, everybody is going through the same bullshit, but they come online and pretend as if, oh, I don't know what you bitches have got going on, but my relationship is the best because my man put rose petals down on the floor and all this fucking stupid shit. Again, this is my opinion. But to get to the story, I had a female hit me up two days before Valentine's Day. Now, this is someone I've never met because most of the people I follow on Instagram and, and who follow me, I have never met them in person. Now, she hit me up two days before on the 12th to talk to me. Well, first of all, look, those of y'all who follow me know that I am very open on social media. I speak about a lot of issues, whether it be love, um, what's going on in the public, in the um, the celebrity world, just everything in general relationships life to where people feel comfortable talking to me so she hit me up on my instagram which is nyc underscore story 718 you better go follow me bitch make sure you go follow me bitch but she hit me up to speak to me about a guy she was seeing now she told me that she had been talking to this guy for a couple months they always have sex they fuck you know shit like that like shit it seems like everybody does now they fuck each other without being in a relationship and then they hold people to relationship standards now she hit me up and told me she was talking to this guy and the fact that they was always having sex but the guy told her as some of y'all might relate to that he is not ready for a relationship so my reply was so you telling me that you and this guy have been fucking for months and he told you he is not ready for a relationship, but he is ready to fuck you every day. 
Like that is the part that's confusing to me. If a guy is not ready to date you, then why the fuck are you letting him fuck you? So a guy says he is not ready to date you, but he is ready to possibly to possibly have a baby with you. God forbid sex goes in a way to where he comes inside you like the shit makes no sense. But let me see if I still got the message. I might have deleted it when I blocked her. Shit. I don't even got it no more. But let me let me tell you all what happened when I blocked her. So. You know, I told her that that like the guy she was talking to seems like he's just string stringing her along as most men do strictly for sex. Because she's told me that she goes above and beyond for him. She does this. She does that. She always gives him head. She buys him stuff. And I'm like, you are doing all of this for a man you are not with. So the guy really has no reason to date you because he is getting relationship Thanks. While strictly being a friend with benefits. So why would he date you? And then now he has to be faithful. He has to do this. He has to buy you gifts. He has to, you know, do things because you are now his girlfriend. But he is getting everything he would get as a man while being your friend. So why would a man then decide, shit, I'm getting everything now while not dating her? So. I might as well date her. It's not going to go that way most of the time. Now, you have men who I know would have sex with you and eventually date you. But woman, y'all know, for the most part, it does not go like that. It never has and it never will. But so eventually, you know, I guess um, she felt the kind of way because Valentine's Day came. No call, no text. And then she hit me up that night and was like, oh, he didn't call. He didn't text me. I'm like, why should he? Like, you are not his woman. And that is where I feel a lot of women have issues because they hold men to standards. As if they are in a relationship with them. If, it, if this is someone who you are only fucking, you can't feel a kind of way. I mean, most people will because it is human nature to have feelings, to have emotions but you have to suppress that. If you know this is not your man, you cannot get mad at him or feel a kind of way when he decides to not call or text you or wish you a happy Valentine's Day. This is not a man who is making you fuck him. You are fucking him because you want to fuck him or you are fucking him because you hope that by fucking him 24-7 every day that maybe he may decide to be in a relationship with you, but it's not going to go that way. So she got mad at me because I guess Valentine's day, it wasn't going the way she planned. So that night she told me she went to a bar by herself for Valentine's day. And she met a guy at the bar. Eventually they got drunk and had sex. And he told her, that he does not want her talking to nobody else because she is someone that he would like to date one day. And my reply was, well, first of all, she was all happy, excited. Yeah, you know, the other guy I was talking to, um, I don't think I'm going to still talk to him no more because he didn't want to date me. But this guy I met last night and had sex with told me he wants to date me. 
So this is the guy I want to focus on. Now, I don't want to come off as being insensitive. That is not what I want to do here. Because um, I've spoke about this a, or a lot that a lot of women, they they want to be in love so bad to where any guy who is better than the last guy they spoke to, they get their hopes up. They believe that maybe this guy is the one. But every single guy you meet is going to be sweet. It don't matter if he has good or bad intentions. If you meet a guy, a guy is not going to come up to you. Hey, what's up, bitch? What's going on? Because then he is not going to get sex if that is all he wants from you. So every single man you meet will be sweet. Oh, how you doing, beautiful? Oh, what's your name? They're going to hold the door for you. They're going to say everything you want to hear because. That is the way to get a woman's pant up, well, to get her panties off. And it sucks, but that is why I say you have to wait for long term action behind those words because men lie. Women lie too, but I'm speaking right now strictly for women. So she felt the kind of way when I told her that, well, just two days ago, you were focused on this guy. You told me that this was the guy you want to be with. This was the guy you had your heart set on. Now, two days later, you are telling me that because you met a guy at the bar last night, you both got drunk and had sex that. That um, I guess I should feel happy for her because she found the man who wants to date her. I'm like, you've known this motherfucker for 17 hours. And she was like, oh, you a hater. Why you got to be a hater and all this bullshit. And like, this is why I like, I kind of stay to myself. I don't really like giving opinions because like, I care about long-term happiness. I'm not going to clap and applaud for a woman who met a guy who said, oh, you know, I would love to date you. Like, I'm not going to clap for that shit because that happens every day. And about 85% of the time, it's not true. Like a man is going to say anything when he's fucking you. I've told the girl before. Yeah, baby. Oh, oh, this pussy so good. Oh, I'm gonna buy you a house next month. Oh, this pussy so good. And the bitch still living her mama house. Bitch, you ain't getting no house. When you having sex, you say anything. When the pussy good. Ladies, you know this too. Ladies, when you getting that good dick, you lie. Oh, nigga. Oh, you don't got to work no more, nigga. I'm gonna pay for your shit. I'm gonna buy you some Jordans tomorrow. This pussy so good. The nigga don't got no Jordans. So my thing is that, look, ladies, men lie. Okay. I understand that a lot of women want to be in love so bad, but you cannot let that alter your mind and make you think of, and make you not think about reality. Men lie. Well, at, we, you know, to end the story, like I said, I ended up blocking her. She ended up blocking me because I told her to block me. I said, there's no point in you following me to hit me up and ask me for advice. Like we don't owe each other nothing. I don't want you. And I and like I would hope you don't want me. But you hit me up and said, look, I want to know what you think. And that is my issue, too. Like I hate when women ask you a question and then they have your answer planned out for you. So then when you don't say the answer that they have planned out for you in their mind, now they are mad. 
Look, just stop asking me. Stop asking me, bitch. If you're not going to want my answer, don't even hit me up. Go hit up your friends. That's going to coddle you. That's going to encourage you to make bad decisions so you can be happy for two months. Because my goal is for people to be happy long term. Like, I don't give a fuck about you smiling for two months and then the next eight months you are depressed and sad and posting memes all day because another nigga fucked you over. And that's all I'm going to say on that. So stay tuned. And next up, I'm talking about Dwayne Wade. Like I said, to me, this is a beautiful moment. We have a black man who is trying to understand he's reaching out to other people in the gay community to find ways to deal with his son, to make his son feel comfortable as he goes through his transition to become a woman. So stay tuned. This is the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast, episode 23, baby. Welcome back to the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. I told y'all, man, um, I want to end this podcast off by talking about Dwayne Wade. Now, to me, Dwayne Wade has always been someone who has inspired me. And I'm not talking about just basketball in regards to him being a dominant, great black athlete. I'm talking about just him as a man and, and um, him as a person. Now, Dwayne Wade is human. So I am not coming on my podcast, you know, idolizing Dwayne Wade and making him out to be this, this, you know, this, this, this figure who, who never makes mistakes because that is, I feel dangerous in regards to what people do on social media to where they big up these celebrities. And then when they make a mistake, they shoot them down and act as if just because they are celebrities that they cannot make mistakes. Now, Dwayne Wade, um, this has been going on for a few years where, you know, his son came out as gay. His son, I believe a few months ago, was was marching in, I believe, a, a parade for the um, I, I'm look, I'm probably going to fuck it up. The LBGTQ plus, I believe they keep adding shit to the to like the letters. So I'm not sure if I'm saying it properly, but his son was marching in a gay parade. Which I was 100% okay with because if that's his son, if that is, you know, how he identifies, then I don't see the issue. But recently, Dwayne Wade went on, I believe it was Ellen. Let me pull up the clip. And he spoke about the fact that his son is transitioning to now become Zaya or Zaya. I am not 100% sure on the pronunciation. And to me, like, it just, it means a lot. The f because the fact that he is a black man and I'm sure, you know, when when it was first mentioned to him by his son, he may have been apprehensive. He may have had some preconceived notions in regards to everything that was going on. But the fact that he can publicly come out and just stand by his son, who is now transitioning to be his daughter. I feel it's powerful because like the homophobic like speech, the homophobic rhetoric is all over social media to where people like 
even now in regards to like the situation with Dwayne Wade's um soon to be daughter, like I'm I'm gonna pull up these comments. Now, if you're black, the Shade Room is a massive platform that people go to to get celebrity news or to just stay connected in general. But the comments on there is so fucking toxic. Like when Dwayne Wade's, like when they posted about Dwayne Wade's son a couple days ago, like majority of it was negative. Damn near all of it. They were saying that Dwayne Wade is pushing, is pushing gay, is pushing the gay shit on straight people. Like even if even going back to the news that broke after the fact, where now I believe his name is Brian Tyree, the guy from the TV show Atlanta who plays Paperboy. He is starring in a. They said it's the um the first gay Marvel movie. Now I believe he plays the title superhero in that movie. And um, he has a husband and they have a child. And in regards to that, they said that, oh, they're pushing the gay shit on us people. They're trying to fuck our kids up. That's not true. A kid is going to be gay or a kid going to be straight. Like, I don't believe, again, this is my opinion. Like, me being a straight man, I have never seen something gay in my life and said, oh, shit. Them two men are kissing. Let me go try that. Like, that is not how people think. Like, people don't just wake up and just, well, men don't just wake up and say, oh, you, you suck the dick. Let me go suck the dick. That's not how it works. Like, we don't need an excuse to be homophobic. But the thing I always say is that if you don't want to see gay shit, like, you control what you see. Like, we live in an era now where you control 100% of what you see. You do. You control what you see. If you are on social media and there's a gay post or a post about, oh, Marvel's next superhero is gay. Like you can scroll away for you to actually read the entire post and then go down. Oh, let me comment some 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 negative shit like just scroll away. If you are watching TV, a movie and there's something on there that is gay. Turn your head or get up and walk the fuck away from the fucking TV or the screen. Like nothing is pushed on you. Like there's been times I'm scrolling through shows like through social media and I see people on my page who may post something like, oh, I love Trump because Trump hates, you know, this or that. And I see it. And the first thing I do, I go to their profile. I go to the little three dots at the top. And I block or I unfollow. Like you control what you see, you control the content. That's why I feel like it is so powerful as a black man to stand by your child. Like, I don't care if you're a black man and like you envision your son, you know, following in your footsteps or your son, you know, eventually get it growing and becoming married to a woman and having kids. But if your child decides not to, like you can't hate your son. Now, many people do, but you can't. Well, I feel as if you should not hate your son because they chose a route in their life that they feel would make them the happiest. Now, let me play this clip. This was Dwayne Wade on Ellen. I told them I Yo, these fucking ads, man. Oh, my God, man. 
But I swear, no matter, no matter how many ads pop up, I am not going to upgrade to you YouTube premium. I mean, yes, there's no ads and like you could listen to shit with the shit closed, but fuck all that. Here we go. And um, first of all, I just I think it's what every, you know, every parent should be is what you're being right now. Which I 100 percent agree. Unconditionally loving your child and supporting your child. Love your child no matter what. You got to clap because you have to love your child no matter what. That's let me pause it there real quick now like he said he let it be known we are proud parents because i mean i understand like most men envision their child especially their son you know following in their footsteps meeting a, a beautiful woman settling down getting married like that is what we envision as men like even me with a child i have a son he just turned five years old but if my son is a teenager or in college or whatever the case may be and he tells me look dad i'm gay like my only two options are to love and support my child or to make him feel down about it and hate him. And like, I'm never going to hate my child. So even though I may feel a kind of way, you know, initially when being told, I'm never going to go against my child or make my child feel like he is less than because my son is black. Like his whole life, even going back to myself, my whole life, like, being black in like certain situations, like people let you know, like, why the fuck are you here? Like you are not on the same level as these other people. So to be a black man, a black woman or a black parent and not stand by your child, like coming out as gay is like, that's like, that's the least you should worry about being a, a parent of a black man. Like, it's so much other shit your child can get into. Your child can become a gang member. Your child can commit crimes. Your child can drop out of school. Your child can just do shit to where he ends up in jail for life. And parents stand by their kids even after they do that. I've seen tapes, you know, or news, news videos where the suspect is on tape. You see his face in clear HD committing a murder. And the parent still denies it. That's not my child. My child won't do that. My child would give the shirt off his back for anybody. Meanwhile, your child was on HD killing somebody, bitch. Your child is on HD committing a murder and you are standing by your child in that instance. So, I mean, the fact that some people, some now not all, but some parents do turn their back on their kids when they come out as gay. And like, that's why, like, that's the only thing that bothered me when I was reading those comments on the shade room. Now, the shade room is known for toxic comments. We know that. But I was scrolling for about five minutes straight before I even found a positive comment in regards to Dwayne Wade. I just was like, God damn. You see all the comments from black men, black women. Oh, you're pushing this gay shit on us. Oh, my God. Again, with the gay shit. 
Oh my God, again. Oh my God, get this faggot. I'm like, yo, this child is 12 years old. And like when you hear him speak and like you see, like you hear the maturity in his voice, like you just see how passionate he, well, she, you like you hear how passionate she is in regards to the journey she is about to go on and how difficult the journey will be because it will be difficult. Being 12 years old and making that decision now. Now, that is where that's the only thing I can agree with. In regards to what I've seen some people saying, the fact that the child is only 12 years old, making a huge life decision. But I feel as if you know what you are, you know, if you're gay or if you would rather identify as a, a man or a woman, you know, like when decisions like that are made, like, you know, like we're not talking about having to choose between Cheerios or fucking cornflakes, you know. Like, you can see the child talk, you can see the child interact for years, and you can tell, okay, this child, you know, they're gay. Now, I've never felt the way, but online, people try to make it, people try to make me feel, I guess, bad for being a black man who doesn't have homophobic tendencies, and I don't. Because like I said, just I like life is so short, like anyone who strives to be happy. Like I am OK with that, like because you suck dick does not mean I'm a suck dick, but I, like I support you. I support you. Because every everyone has the right to exist, everyone has the right to live. Like because you like men or because you like women does not mean you are less valuable to society than myself. Now, let's jump back into more of what Dwayne Wade said. LGBTQ plus um, community and we're proud allies as well. Um, and we, we take our, our roles and our responsibility as parents very seriously. Um, so when I when our child comes home with a question, when a child comes home with an issue, when a child comes home with anything, it's our job as parents to listen to that, to give them the best information that we can, the best feedback that we can. Um, and that doesn't change because sexuality is now involved in it. So once Zaya, 12-year-old, came home, um, and first Zion, everybody, I don't know if everyone knows, originally named Zion, Zion born um, as a boy, came home and said, hey, uh, so I want to talk to you guys. Um, you know, I think going forward, I'm ready to live my truth and I want to. And that, and that, like I said, that's where I want to end it. His son, who is now transitioning to become his daughter, came to the dad and said, I am ready to live my truth. And to be 12 years old and understand that you are now ready to live your truth. Like, that's powerful. I don't care how the fuck some of y'all feel. I don't care if some of y'all listening right now are homophobic. I just don't care. Because what you are saying is that because you are straight, then your life has more value than someone who is gay. And it's not. Because a lot of people going back to social media, a lot of people on social media, they do not live their truth. They come online. They just lie for likes every day. They try to be liked. They try to be someone else because they feel that by being someone else, 
they will better present themselves to the world as opposed to being who they really are. Like we, we can go through people's social media page every day. And like the way people present themselves on social media is not how they are in real life. But by coming online and lying, you open yourself up to be someone who, in other words, you may not be. So shout out to Dwayne Wade for supporting his son, because even going back to, I believe, last podcast, when I was talking about Pastor Troy and his son, being in Applebee's and, and like him actually being happy and proud that his son said, fuck this gay shit. So imagine his son came out and said, look, dad, I'm gay. Like, can you imagine him being a homophobic black man? What his son would have to go through if he came out as gay? Like being gay, like you already have to, like life's going to be tough. Like I said, it's tough being a black man in general. So if your child come out as gay, why why would you do that? Like, why would you make them feel as if their life is not is not worth shit? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Like, I don't get it. Like, why? Why would, you do that? why would you do that? It makes no sense at all. So shout out to Dwayne Wade for loving his child no matter what. Like, that's beautiful. Dwayne Wade, you are the man. You are my nigga. Like, it is the reason why I've looked up to you for so long. So, again, shout out to Dwayne Wade for standing by his child, even in the midst of a lot of the negative shit. Now, of course, you have people, a lot of celebrities, a lot of people coming out supporting Dwayne Wade and, you know, being proud of him supporting his son. But you always going to have the people rushing to negativity because at the end of the day, his son being gay or not, it affects you zero percent. So thank you guys for tuning in to the episode of the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast, man. Stay tuned. And again, follow me on Instagram at NYC underscore story 718. You better go follow me, bitch. You better go follow. Just follow me. If you guys have any feedback, if you guys have any relationship questions or thoughts, follow me again on Instagram. That is NYC underscore story 718. Or you can follow the podcast page, which is Lunchroom Chatterpod. You better go follow.